Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. You're listening to RTE Radio 1. Tonight's Drama on One is skewed by Sarah Jane Scott. Maud and Orla are sisters. While Maud stayed home, Orla moved to London. Back together again as the family dynamic changes forever, the sisters are forced to face the thing they fear the most. Themselves. A finalist in the 2020 P.G. O'Connor Awards and starring Dawn Bradfield and Rosanna Purcell, this is Skewed by Sarah Jane Scott. Oh God, what? I can't believe they still get away with playing that. Shh. Ah, come on. Just shut up a minute. It's the state broadcaster mode. It's nearly finished. No one pays any attention to it anyway. You are. You know what I mean. Church and state should be separate. They are. It's just a thing. This bloody country. Don't start, Orla. We're not even past the airport car park yet. God, the news sounds even grimmer when you don't really understand it. Turn it off there. It's a reflection now, anyway. Not strictly the Angelus. Sounds like the Angelus to me. I know, but it's not it, or something. So how long do we have you for this time? Not really sure yet. Well, when do you have to be back? Whenever I want. The joys of being self-employed. Right. Any auditions recently? I'm waiting to hear about a few things. Oh? I just thought I needed a break. You know, a bit of space for some self-care. Self-care, yes, you mentioned. Oh, damn, I took the wrong exit. Do you think you might need some? I just get a bit peppery if my Angelus gets interrupted. And, well, I thought there is no place more perfect to try and do nothing in than a place where there is absolutely nothing to do. Right. You're actually really lucky to live here. When did I ever say I wasn't? I just meant, well, there are a lot of positives to it. Great to know. I meant that as a nice thing. Sure. I did. Fine, yeah. Oh, my God. What? You're at it already. At what? Your thing. What thing? You're doing it now. I don't have a thing, Orla. You really do. I don't have time to have a thing. I can't believe we're rowing already. I'm just driving. You are being passive-aggressive. You're being a child. Are you religious now? No. You were saying the Angelus? I don't even know the Angelus, Orla. It's just strange to speak during it. If you're a practising Catholic. I like the moment of it, okay? It allows me to stop and be quiet. Allows you? Yeah. Weird. It's not. It's just how it is. There's just a lot going on. What's going on? I was going to wait until a bit later on to tell you. What's going on, Maudie? And I've had a lot on my mind with it, so don't go mad that I didn't tell you before this. Are you okay? Yes. Well, yes. I am. But there's something wrong with Dad. We actually get on really, really well via text. 
If we could be sisters who communicate by text only, we might be more like the ones on the telly, who always have each other's back and just need to look at each other to know the real truth of them, you know? You see, the act of texting means that you're thinking about what you say before you speak, so you can avoid the dagger to the soul-like musings that cut through your entire being before you've even had your cornflakes. Do I have a particularly insane sister? Or is this what all of them who live at home do to those who live away? Is it a common assumption that you just go around whimsically drinking cocktails on rooftops and flittering away money? On being asked, do you love it? And answering, ah yeah, it's grand, like, it's where I live. Do you then feel that by not answering, OMG, I do, it's amazing, that you've suddenly let all your life choices down and you've given them that inch they can turn into a mile? The justification for all who never left. You can't not share this kind of information with me when it happens. I was only thinking about you. No, you were not. You were trying to control the situation and you only told me when you were ready, which is a totally different thing. I didn't tell you because I knew you'd react like this. And I was already dealing with enough. I didn't have time for your drama. There was only drama because you didn't tell me. What could you have done anyway? I could have come home and helped. It's dealt with now, so there's no point in going through this. There is. It's been a long couple of days and I don't want to row with you. It's your fault we are rowing. You always react so badly to things. I only ever react badly because you always do this. Just tell me things at the time. You weren't here. That doesn't matter. I'm as much part of this family as you, even though I don't live here, and you have to treat me like it. It never suits to hear your dad at a stroke. If he was going in for tests, would you tell me? What? Or would you just let me know when the cancer was diagnosed? Oh, yeah. Or would you tell me when I got home a couple of months later, because as far as I was concerned, all was grand in the world, but there he would be, thin, hairless and terminally ill. There's something wrong with you. Why do you think I dread coming home? I didn't know that. I thought you loved the attention and getting to be all judgy. You do things in really weird ways. You don't live here, Orla. It's still my home. More like your sometimes hotel. Here we go. I'm there every day, so of course the house is set up the way that I want it. You never let me in on any decisions. You just tell me like it is, and if I have any ideas, I'm causing trouble. Will I WhatsApp you photos every time I move a chair or something? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. That's 100% exactly what I'm talking about. Thanks to Mill for taking my point of view so seriously. I really appreciate it. When did you stop liking me? What? Did you ever? Even when you were small? Of course I like you. Do you? I love you, Maudie. But you might be onto something there, I suppose. I can't be sure if I really actually like you as well. Orla! Now drive faster. I'm dying to see Dad. She is always like this, waltzing in with the world according to her. Must be lovely to be able to decide to come home to slow down and take some her time. Is that not her whole life? What would I do? Probably a spa day or maybe a trip to Kildare Village. Some lunch. God, that's grim. No, actually, it's not. It's what I would bloody well do. I could just hear Orla's voice now. Would you not go back to college? Maybe do a basket weaving course? Something more? No, feck off. I would buy things and drink wine during the day without judgement. Off you go and do your Bikram, but leave me alone and out of it. It's mad, though, how she shows up and turns the whole place on its axis by just being in the room, and it feels like home. Then when she decides to go, she takes it all away again, just like that. She takes whatever it is with her, and I'm left to feel the gap, to gasp for some sort of air that isn't heavy with the loss of what we couldn't give her. Even in her absence, here is all to do with her. And none of that is her fault. I think that's what the most miserable thing is, that it's happened despite of her. How did we end up like this?
I'm so sorry, I'm so late. The traffic was mental. The sooner I pass that bloody driving test, the better. It'll make things so much easier. God, it was mad in there today. First day of the special buys is always busy. Did you nab a juicer? I had to elbow a nun out of the way to get to it. What? I did it subtly, don't worry. Which nun? I don't know. An old one? I hope it wasn't Sister Jacinta. She's been very good to Daddy. Was she? I wonder what she was after. She was just being a nice person. Looking to be left something in Daddy's will, more like. You're so cynical. What would a nun want with a juicer, anyway? She's as much of a right to juice her fruit as the rest of us. I suppose. Hey, I stopped off at that health shop. They carry that really good range of essential oils I was on about. Oh? I did a bit more research and I really think they could help Daddy. Right. The lady gave me some more stuff to read up on, too. We need to book an appointment with her and she will create a programme for him. I was thinking we could book in early next week. Maud. What? Is there any day next week that would suit you? I'll let you know. Okay. Just I think it could really help him. There's a lot of research showing that essential oils can give great comfort to people living with pain. So much better for his system than all that medication. I dread to think what that might be doing to him. Dr. Fahey is great. He's been real support to me throughout all of this. It wouldn't be any harm to consider thinking outside the box, would it? Maud. What? I don't think we can rule anything out. We need to do whatever it takes. I know. I got you a little gift of one too. It's lavender. Helps for relaxation. Thanks. You just pop a few drops on your pillow and apparently you will not off then. Is that all it takes? It's worth a try anyway, do you not think? Sure. I just thought it might help you switch off, you know? Sounds great, love. Thanks. And obviously I'm here to help. You just need to ask. You just tell me what I can do. Okay. Great. Was the nun low-sized and a bit hunched over? Or was she the tall one who used to smell a bit? I thought all nuns were small. It was the tall one that used to teach. She was still there in your time, I think. We had her for that class where you learned about periods in the government. What was it? Civics. Yes, she is ringing a bell. She used to love finishing up class with, Everyone has freedom, but you have to make the right decisions or, or you, you will, will go, go to, to hell. hell. How could I forget? I'm going to just drop you off here at the house. I have a few jobs to do. Grand. Can you give Daddy his tablets with his cup in an hour? I've left them out. Of course. There are rich teas in the press. Give him two. He eats too many biscuits. They are his favourites. Would a piece of fruit not be better for him? He takes two biscuits with his cup of tea in the afternoon. I picked up some hummus. I might give him some with a carrot stick instead. Hummus? Yeah, it's a delicious organic one. He'd love it. Willie. We shouldn't be afraid of trying new things, no matter what age we are. Do you know what? I might have a little coffee to myself when I'm out and leave you to it. Take a little of that self-care time you're always on about. Great idea. Leading to me. Good luck. I do love living in London. I love the energy of it, even the stench of it, especially when it's hot. The feeling of feeling that I'm amongst all of those millions of people just living their lives in so many different ways, really close together, all as valid as each other. That means something to me. I like that my friends there aren't as worried about having their lives tied in a bow, good and young, and settling down. They're still searching or something. I wonder is that what makes them a bit more accepting sometimes? Maybe we are a bit more lost though too. I definitely feel more lost than my sister. Or the people I went to school with here. The few that I'm still kind of friends with anyway. Or maybe that's just how I feel when I'm here and around them. My idea of myself can be a bit skewed. Like I'm always trying to fix myself, to sort my life out. Imagining what my life will be like when I'm that person I want to be, should be by now. What it will be like to go home when I'm her, when I'm in my life. 
Maudie says I imagine my life away. Hey. Thanks for coming. Well, it looks like it's still illegal for you to drive unaccompanied, so I didn't really have much choice, did I? <laughs> oh, love, I'm sorry. I failed bad, Maudie. What happened? I took a corner too fast and I saw the fecker mark something down. So I got all into my head and made loads more mistakes. Then I went up the wrong road and he said, we'll just head back to the test centre now. Good girl. No. Yes, good girl. So then I hated him and I got really mad. Like a bold girl. Like a very bold and angry girl. When we were back at the centre, he said I could park anywhere. And that's when I realised I had never parked before. What? I have never parked. I have pulled in like a good girl, but I have never parked like one. They test you on backwards around a corner, but not in simply parking after having driven forwards. So it's not part of the test? No, but you still have to do it at the end, so it sort of is. I still don't really understand. But anyway, I threw the car in somewhere and got out, and when I turned around to bleep the lock... I saw that he was still inside. I had left him no space to get out. Oh, my God. What did you do? I got back in and said, whoopsie. And he said, please manoeuvre the vehicle. Then I, like a complete maniac, replied, I might just keep you hostage in here until you pass me. He just stared blankly at me. So I reversed out and as soon as he could open the door, he jumped out and said, I'll see you inside. And what did he say when you went in? He said, I'm sorry to say you have failed your test. And I knew I did, but I still burst into tears. And he said, was it your first time, pet? I told him it was my fourth and he had no words then. So I took my failure form and left. You'll pass next time. No, that's it. I'm not doing it again. You just need loads more practice. So then when you're in a really stressful driving situation, like the test, you won't even blink. Maybe you could come out with me for a few practices. Oh, I don't know if that'd be a good idea. We'd kill each other. It would get me used to driving in a stressful situation. True. <laughs> it's fine. This is so common. The stupidest people I know have passed their driving tests, Maudie. What is wrong with me? I'm useless. Don't get all dramatic about it. I'm not being dramatic. Okay. I just don't know what else I can do. I've been at this for years. You've been at it in intervals for years. When you come home, you might just need to stick at it consistently until you pass. I feel like learning to drive is something I will be doing for the rest of my life. I hate it. You won't hate it when you pass. You will love it. The independence it gives you is the best feeling. If I never got behind a wheel again, I'd be delighted. Why bother if you hate it so much? There's no way I could ever think of living here if I couldn't drive. Didn't know that was on the cards. I'm just thinking about it. Right. Maybe. Sure. Great. I shouldn't have said anything. Don't say anything to Dad. I won't. Right. Well. What? Nothing. What? Well, I think it's a great idea. It mightn't even happen. I know. And it's not like I can just drop everything over there and come home. I'm sure. What do you mean you're sure? I just mean... It might be an awful idea. It might seem like a change of environment would solve everything. Well, not everything, but a lot. Some stuff, anyway. The hustle there is exhausting. I could maybe save a bit and figure out what I what I want, you know? Yeah. But also, God, it would be really hard. 
I feel like I can be whoever I want to be there, but it's not like that here. I'm sure life is lovely here if you fit inside the lines, but if you don't... It's okay to be a bit eccentric if that's who you are. I'm not, though. I'm the least arty, arty person I know. But here, I feel like a weirdo. The lines are so defined. I think you might be overthinking things. Then there's this rage I get when I'm here. I just don't know if I can live with that full time. What is it that makes you so ragey? That same stuff. When people are so black and white about things, or people, or the way things should be, when they automatically assume their way is the way, it drives me daft. You're never going to agree with everyone. I don't expect to. Maybe you need to try and approach things differently. Do you know, I don't really mind that all that makes me angry because if that's stopped, I will have lost something. Something I like about myself. My problem is is that I don't know if I could live with it full time. Is that stuff always going on in your head when you're home? Yeah. It must be pretty loud in there. Gets a bit rowdy, all right. Maybe that's the challenge. What do you mean? Well, is a community made up of people who all agree with each other? No. I suppose families aren't either. I think we're a glowing example of that. It's hard. It's all very hard. It can be. But maybe that's how it's meant to be. Maybe the rows make it real. So we might need them. Oh. You also need to stop thinking about your life during driving tests. I think I need to stop thinking about my life. It's probably for the best. I mean, it's an absolute shit show. Speak for yourself. I'm allowed to drive a car on my own, so I'm doing way better than you. Aren't you a great girl altogether? Engine on. Let's go. Do you know, I'd say I'm a good woman at this stage. I think you need to be a great womanine before you reach those heights. And there's probably a good little womanine hiatus before that. Such a long way to go. You do, pet. You do. I didn't tell Orla I needed to make a quick trip over to England when I did. It was a long time ago now. I was living in town with the girls and Orla was in London a couple of years. I had always been so vehemently against anything like that. It was before repeal, way before there was even any talk of it. You couldn't have been sure what way any of your friends would react. When we were teenagers, we would have had the chat about what we would do, like most Irish girls did, I imagine. At that stage, it didn't feel like something you would have to deal with if you were careful and one of us. We never really talked about it after that either. Anyway, then there was that day when I figured out I was pregnant. It was weird. I just knew. And I was right. I also knew then, and it's something that I didn't know before that, I suppose I'd never even thought about it, but I knew then that I didn't want to be a mother. I didn't know what I wanted, but I knew that I didn't want that. Orla would have been brilliant. All my giving out, and then when it came to it, she was the one I knew would be able to help fix me. And I'm that messed up and proud that... Well, that was the thing that stopped me. I couldn't give that to her. I didn't know who I would be then. When do you think you'll be back? It's hard to say. Soon, like, hopefully. Okay. It's just such a good opportunity. I just thought you'd be here a bit longer. So did I. Shit timing, but what can I do? Yeah. Best way to get work is to book a holiday. That's what they say. Must be annoying. It's just part of being self-employed. Will it always be like that, though? Don't know. I couldn't live like that, that lack of control. Doesn't suit everyone. Not being able to plan ahead. Well, you can, but just there might be a chance plans change last minute, that's all. I would be riddled with anxiety. Like I said, it's not for everyone. Not even for myself, more for the people who rely on me, that I would let them down or upset them. And no one is asking you to do it anyway, so... That would weigh down on me. Dad understands. He knows I need to go. He's actually excited for me. 
Is that what he said? Yes. Will you let me know if anything happens? Of course. When it happens? Yes. Promise? I promise, Orla. Even if it seems small? Yep. I can be on the first flight back if I need to. It's hard to get a mortgage too if you're self-employed, isn't it? I wouldn't know. It is. It's very hard. Claire O'Neill from school. You know her with the boutique? She does very well, whether the recession and all. Well, the last one. She's been open 15 years, so it's obviously a solid business, but she couldn't buy a shed with the mortgage she could get. She's single too, though. That's also against her. Right. When is the audition? Tomorrow. And when will you hear? I just put them out of my head when I walk out of the room. When will they tell you, though? They often don't. Well, they would have to tell you if you got it. Yes. So if you don't get it, they don't tell you? Not always, but that can often happen. That's awful. Do they know you're travelling over for it? No way. Would you not tell them? Shows you're committed. No. You should. They wouldn't care. That you travelled at the last minute to get there. I wouldn't want them to think I'm not based there. They would just get someone else. You're treated as if you're disposable. Aren't we all? No. If you couldn't work, they would just find someone else to do it. It's more cutthroat, though. You have to be quite selfish to last in an industry like that, don't you, really? I'd say determined. Hmm. When does that turn into disillusionment? Why don't you tell me? Sorry? Why are you bringing all of this up now? It just came into my head. Getting a few sly digs in before you drop me off? No. You don't even know you're doing it anymore. I'm not doing anything. You always are. Don't bother starting a row to assuage your guilt for leaving. I'm not. Do you know, I'm not even sure that there is an audition. What? I think you're running away like you always do. A few weeks home and the odd good intention is all you're able for. I have an audition. What are you afraid of, Orla? Nothing. It's work. I need to eat. Acting hasn't ever fed you. So, is it that you're running away or are you just embarrassed? Why would I be embarrassed? Centering your whole life around a career that you don't really work in, that shows you no respect, that there are no guarantees or security in, with people that are horrible to you, choosing that over being close to your family. Do you think if I did something else that I would live here? I think you're glad that you got that call. I think you're delighted to leave. I think life is getting a bit too real here for you. Is that what you think you have here? A real life? You've only ever been half alive, Maudie. And you certainly don't know me at all. You never give me the chance. You can just drop me off. No need to park. No problem. There's a space there. I see it. Right. Right. Thanks for the lift. Yeah. Look, I didn't mean for that to escalate like that. It's fine. You'll miss your flight. I don't want us to leave on a bad note. I'm sorry. Me too. Are we okay? Yeah, I mean... What? Why is this always so hard? I don't know. Neither do I. Anyway, safe journey. And text when you land. I will. Love you. You too. Maudie is right. I do often react in a big way to things regarding home. I don't set out to do that, but it often ends up there. She doesn't listen to me, though, and I can see it in her face when I'm talking, that she has gone dead inside and is just nodding. That flips a switch inside me and I start shouting. It feels like the only way I can infiltrate her brain when she gets like that. I don't need her to agree with me, but I need her to listen to me and to consider what I'm saying. I need her to have conversations with me about things that affect our family. She doesn't need to control everything. It doesn't make her a fun person to be around. So it mustn't be fun to be her either. How can I come back and help long term if I can't come back and help for a few weeks without these rows? If the only other person in the world who is in the exact same position as me doesn't listen to a word I'm saying, what hope do we have? What will happen to us when Daddy is gone? When I don't have him to come home to visit? When she doesn't have him to mind and when we don't have him to fight about. 
He is the only reason we have allowed ourselves to need each other. If he isn't there, if she isn't there surrounding him, minding him, like a beacon then for me, where am I? I don't really fit in here. But if I don't have the privilege of coming home and feeling that, what hope have I of being somewhere else and ever feeling like I do? I'm really scared that day is getting closer. I'll actually call you back. Bye. God, I'm soaked. What a miserable day. Who is that on the phone? Ah, just a temp agency calling me back. I didn't know there was a temp agency in town. In London. Oh, I'm dreading this hotel bit. I know people give out about them, but I think a lockdown funeral situation would personally suit me. Lucky this isn't just about you then. Great turnout, especially with the rain. Yeah. Daddy would have loved it. That's such a weird phrase. It's true. All those people showing up to pay their respects like that. I just think it's something people say. Was that priest drunk? He was the one who had a stroke a while back. He sounded drunk. He was a great friend to Daddy after Mam died. He called over a lot, even though Daddy wasn't a big mask or... I wasn't saying anything about his character. I was just saying he sounded drunk, which he did. You should have a bit more respect. I wasn't being disrespectful. I was just having a small private lol with my sister in our private car after burying our father. Right. But never mind. People said some lovely things about Daddy. Yes, well, he was lovely. He was. It's gas how everyone forgets at a funeral that the person who has died had flaws, though, isn't it? All the shit things they did sort of turn into quirks or moments of lovable pig-headedness, when in fact they might be the bits that instilled lasting damage into the psyche of their offspring. It's the celebration of a life. Should we not be reflecting their whole life, not just the good side of them? Would you prefer if we all just sat around and talked about the bits of daddy that annoyed us? For everyone he ever pissed off at work or down the pub to air their grievances to your face? That wouldn't do me any good. Wouldn't be very respectful to daddy either. How's about just getting through the day? I'm just making conversation. When we get there, can you talk to the cousins? I haven't got to them yet. It's not a wedding. They haven't given you presents. Just do it, will you? You don't have to get around everyone. I would like to, to thank people for coming. Whatever. Will you do that for me? Can I trust you to do that for me? Of course, you can trust me. I'm not your shit boyfriend, Maud. Jesus. Just say you'll do it. I'll do it. Thanks. No problem. What did the place in London want? They offered me a week's work. God, they must be stuck. Why? For them to ask someone in a different country. I got in touch with them yesterday. Why? To say I'll be available in a few days. I'm only back a few days. Still, it, it, I think it's probably time. Right. No point in hanging around, really. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean. Yes. So, when? Day after tomorrow. Have you got a place to stay? My old place. A room there's free. That's handy. It's only a week's work, so there's still a bit to sort. But like you said, there's nothing for you here either. Worth a punt. Exactly. I'll drop you to the airport anyway. No problem. Right, let's get this over with. Maybe I'm just jealous of how she just goes. Not that I'd want to physically leave here. I don't mean that. I like that home has become my home. It's more how she manages to move herself like she does. Through things. Past things, I suppose. Always thinking onwards. I don't know how she does it. She lopes in that door in a state, takes up all the space, never shutting up and annoying the crap out of me. And then when she's worked out whatever it is that's gone wrong, she goes off and just has another go. Even if it's the hardest thing to do. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's sort of miraculous, really. Not that I could ever tell her. She would be unbearable if she knew that, but 
Yeah, miraculous. How unafraid she is. Or how she keeps trying despite being so. She is the solid one. Maybe that's why she doesn't need her life to be. She can deal with that. I look like I am, I suppose. But I'm not. That's just stuff and jobs. And I've nothing to hide behind now. Miraculous. Jesus, if I could put her on a medal, I would. You'll miss your flight. Coming. Hurry up. Right, let's go. Do you have your passport? I do. And all your plugs? And all my plugs. Are you sure? Yes. Do you have your wallet? I know we're orphans now, but please stop acting like my mummy. I don't want you to forget anything. I haven't. Are you sure? Jesus, Maud. I don't have time to turn back. This isn't a private taxi. Oh, I thought this was part of the package I get when I stay at the Sometimes Hotel. Ha <laughs> ha. Everything is in my bag. Off we go, then. Do you mind if I put the radio on? Knock yourself out. Stay tuned for lots of music after the news headlines on RTE Radio 1. I don't mind if I do. But before that, the Angelus. Oh. I'll turn it off. It's grand. Honestly, I don't care. No, leave it. We really don't have to. I think you were right. It doesn't make much sense to have it on the radio anymore. I kind of like it. Oh. I get what you mean about the piece. It's nice. The moment. It is. It does go on though, doesn't it? Shh. I'm going to miss you, Orla. Me too. I don't mean in a I've said it now so won't feel awful if you suddenly die kind of way. I mean, we'll really miss you. I'm really going to miss you too. I've no idea what I'm going to do now. And I'm really scared. That's okay. Sure, how could you know? When do you think you'll be back? I don't know. Oh. I mean... I'm not sure. It's not that easy I to... I know. Sorry, I know. Hey, maybe you could come and visit me. Really? Why not? Okay, great. Sure, what's stopping me? Do. I'm scared too. You don't seem it. You never do. You don't either. But you see, a wise woman once told me it's all hard, but maybe it's meant to be. I'm not so sure I believe her. I do. It makes it real, and we might need it to be. Uh-huh. Okay? Yes, okay. Annie Lennox and Aretha Franklin there ending our drama on one presentation Skewed by Sarah Jane Scott, a finalist in the 2020 PJ O'Connor Awards. 
Dawn Bradfield was Maud and Rosanna Purcell played Orla. On sound was Kieran Dunn. Skewed by Sarah Jane Scott was directed by Tom Creed. The series producer of Drama on One is Kevin Reynolds. Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on One.